1: Hello, 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 and welcome boys and girls to the 146th episode of the 100 Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8Bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8Bit. And joining me today, the Captain Marvel to my Nick Fury, Miss Ellie Hart. You can find her at Miss Ellie Hart. Sadly, Salim the Dream Abraham is MIA again, but we'll talk about that another time. Miss Hart, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I actually have the blonde hair, exactly like Captain Marvel.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. You know, you're you're ready to uh take down the, the scroll and everything else like that, you know. Uh Ali, aka okay, Carol Danvers gonna be kicking some ass today. So uh yeah, I'm excited. We've got another duo cast. We seem to work better without that deadweight Salim the Dream around. Oof. So uh this episode's gonna be a ripper. Yeah.
0: I haven't actually seen that movie, by the way.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure you could but I throw, thought I'd lead in
0: you could throw some references at me and I'd just have to nod and agree
1: mm, no, yeah, Brie Larson does well in that role um, yeah you know she's a little bit crushworthy in that role too it's like
0: oh yeah I'm, I see what
1: you're putting out there Miss Larson you know kudos to you
0: <laughs> and then she went and did a director debut of some unicorn movie or something like that
1: and apparently it sucks
0: does not really oh no yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. No.
1: I, I was reading like a spoiler free review yesterday it might have been and it was like yeah that there was quotes in there it was like it was lackluster and you know lacking direction and and just you know all all pizzazz and no substance or something like that Ooh. so yeah don't hold your breath
0: god she can save the day but she can't save a bloody movie that's a mm-hmm. shame
1: mm. on, on a quick movie related um you know front i went and watched the remake of pet cemetery last night
0: oh Oh, how now i'm interested in your opinion because i know that the original scared the bejesus out of you
1: yeah like the original was was nightmare fuel for me for years um you know shame on mama loz for allowing me to watch this when i was like nine or something but um <laughs> it's a story for another day but uh it it held up this this remake uh it's it's pretty good it's pretty eerie um it didn't you know, scare me anywhere near as the original did, but obviously I'm I'm a lot older than I was now. But uh, it was well shot. Uh, it was was really pretty to look at with just some of the sort of scenery and locations they used around Maine and the fog and the like, just the the natural sort of woodlands and everything. It was it was really nice in that regard. The actors were pretty good. They changed the story up in little parts just to make it fresh and feel new. Okay. So I wasn't. I watched the first one. I knew exactly what was going to happen from front to back. Mm-hmm. So there was a few surprises, which I liked. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good return to form for a, a King-based movie, that's for sure, because they've they've pissed on his franchises many, 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 many times over the years. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's worth a watch. It's probably, um, if I'm going to grade it, I don't like to grade stuff, but it'd probably be six and a half,
0: seven out of ten. Okay, that's pretty decent. That's pretty fair. That's like one of yeah, those, yeah. usually whenever you kind of give that scale, that to me says, it's like, you don't have to see it at the cinema, you don't have to see it straight away, but check it out on Netflix when it comes out or whatever. Yeah,
1: so. 100%, 100%. That's so, um, yeah, it was a good watch. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was been, I haven't been to the cinemas in a while, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, was worth checking out. Sorry. But uh, this week coming, I think, what's coming out this week coming? Hellboy. Hellboy oh, rocks, is it really? Uh, rocks up this week on the 11th, yeah.
0: Oh, God. See, like that, that did get a few trailers, but I can't say I've been keeping my finger on the pulse with that one because it, as each trailer's come out, I've kind of gotten a bit more disappointed. so...
1: Oh, see, I've gone the opposite way because they're going with a heart, like it's an R18 rated film. So it's going to be violent, you know, crude, full of language, maybe nudity. So I like that they're pushing that Deadpool realm of film, but maybe with a bit more viscera. Um mm-hmm. I'm I'm keen. I'm keen to see what they do with it.
0: I think I've been just completely thrown off by the like the costume, makeup, design, special effects. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I just got so used to um, Ronnie it? Perlman. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Perlman, his uh rendition because he's meant to be younger, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's sort of like a <laughs> you wouldn't say teenage, but like early adult. Yeah, cowboy. <laughs>
0: Fucking <Ralph> Perlman's <laughs> playing him. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I, I probably will watch this one not at the cinema. I probably unless you come back or someone comes back telling me like the trailers don't do it justice, it's fucking fantastic. Then I will go see it. But
1: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and sneak in and see it this week. Um, because I'm keen to check it out. I'm I'm a bit of a, in a bit of a movie mode at the moment. Still haven't watched The Leader. Still haven't watched Us though. So they're two on on the on the horizon. I need to try and track down mm. uh, a Leader especially. It's probably not really in cinemas anymore. So. Yeah, but good time to be alive if you're a film girl. You know, we've got obviously Avengers Endgame dropping in a few weeks as well. Uh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we got Game of Thrones coming out in uh, about eight days. That's
0: what I'm hyping. I've been trying to catch up and re-watching all the uh, seasons. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: Mm. Can I ask, like, this isn't spoiler at all. This is like just hypotheticals. We, we obviously know how George R.R. R. Martin writes his books and we've seen in the shows and everything like that. I just get a feeling that everyone's going to die, or just about everyone in the White Walkers are going to win.
0: See, like, because they've already said that um, they're going to do a spin off. Like, they're going to. Yeah,
1: they've got prequel scripts already written. Okay, so
0: they are doing, like, prequel kind of stuff. I just feel like knowing, like, corporate America and, like, you know, Hollywood and all that sort of stuff, they won't close off too much. To like, lure people in for a later possible story. So mm-hmm. whether they'd kill everyone off, I don't know. Uh, there's going to be a lot of deaths, yes. Um, in regards to who, I would actually be devastated if they died. I Only the Hound. That's, yeah. just, that's the only character that I actually really care about. We, we
1: thought he was dead already yeah, like in, in a couple of seasons back. Oh, but God. he's obviously, he's a tough son of a bitch.
0: Should have seen it. The same episode I found out he was... Oh, no, it wasn't the same episode. But soon after, you found out he was alive and then he pulled out his peen. So, it was mm-hmm. quite the season.
1: Oh, yeah. You so. know, ending on a high. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I'm keen. I'm keen to see where this show wraps up. Obviously, we've only got eight episodes this this uh, final season. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what they do. Yeah. We'll see how many more times uh, Daenerys and, and Rob have uh, incest love. So. I
0: can't uh, wait till that message. Like, although it's pretty common in that kind of like universe, mm. but I just can't wait till that truth bomb gets dropped on them both, and then yeah. they do the awkward collar pull and go. Ugh.
1: Yeah, see, like, I wonder if they're just that far in love and embedded. Like, it's like. I don't care. She's a smokehouse. You know, she might be my, my relative, but you know, she knows how to look after me in the bedroom. So, uh, we'll keep this going.
0: (laughs) Anyway, should we talk about video games?
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I haven't played a huge amount outside of, uh, I I went back and dabbled and was mucking around on Devil May Cry 5 again, Mm. uh, just because it is such a great game. If anyone hasn't played it or wanted to check out our review on it, obviously, youtube.com forward slash we are eight bits. Great little review up on there, um, put together by myself and our new video editor, John Simone, who is a very talented SOB. So check that out on YouTube. But I have been playing a few mobile games, which I briefly led into last week. I'm back on that WWE SuperCard train. Oh goodness. On the back of WrestleMania 35 occurring, uh, probably maybe right now, if you're listening to it on on Monday in the morning, uh, WrestleMania 35 is upon us. So they've released a new tier of cards, which is bittersweet because you know, my high end cards are now, you know, second highest high end cards. So, you know, they (laughs) suckered me right on in. Full Transparency, I did drop 30 bucks. Uh, there because it is. I wanted to try and get some cards, got some cards, so I'm happy. So I'm back, um, uh, up around there with, with a sort of a, a god tier esque deck. But, um, it's just, just a good little distraction. And you know, I'm a wrestling tragic, so it, it sort of still pulls on them nostalgia strings.
0: I have to ask only because, um, NXT had their event, um, mm-hmm. and yes,
1: they did. I've
0: only been slowly like paying attention because, um, WWE in general has kind of just really lost me because I kind of hate how it is now, but I've been slowly being like, you know, exposed to NXT and NXT now to me is what wrestling used to be. Oh yeah. And I just watched the event that happened and I'm like, this is great. The costumes, the characters, the long intros, the exaggerated like characters. So are those NXT characters in this supercard, or they
1: are? Yeah, Ooh. yep. So, so I've got, a have got a sort of a, a cross bleed of, like they, they class it as main roster, and, and then obviously NXT. But yeah, as you said, there's sort of two different brands. Mm. Like NXT can stand alone, and then and they do deliver the better product when you compare it to Raw and SmackDown. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, substantially better. Um, yeah, like the the roster is is fantastic. The storylines are great. They get a lot more freedom in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's not sort of um, as telegraphed and paint by numbers as some of the main roster stuff. They just, you know, you got 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, just get out there and tear the house down. So it's it's bonkers what, they, what they're putting out there on NXT. Um, and as you said, the, the takeover New York that just occurred over this weekend, there was some magical, magical matches on there. So anyone that is like a wrestling fan or looking for a, an excuse to maybe try and attempt to get back into wrestling, mm. check out TakeOver New York because it is just about a perfect card from front to back.
0: You know, what, as, as a person who was a fan of wrestling and then left, yeah, watching that definitely kind of like lit a fire in me. So I mm. recommend it. Who, who
1: stood out for you? Was there a character in particular So You're like, oh yeah, that's my man or that's my woman now. I'm backing them.
0: Ah, what was his name? And I feel bad that I've forgotten his name, but... It was. It was actually the first match where it was.
1: It in the um, the War Raiders and Ricochet and um, Alistair Black.
0: Well, he's obviously one of those two. He's not the vampire. He's the magician. What I called the magician.
1: The, the shaved head guy, yeah. that's Ricochet and okay. he's flipping everywhere. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Like he, yeah, his like big moves, like flying, like I think it was his finishing move. Like it just reminded me of like the Hardy Boys and the high flying yeah. acts that I really, really enjoyed in wrestling. So yeah, he just stood out to me and apparently he's going to be at WrestleMania or?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're in the, a tag team sort of gauntlet match almost with a heap of other tag teams vying for the titles. So mm. yeah, him and Black, they're, they're an odd pairing. Like they're great individual wrestlers and, and they've got very diverse characters and, and sort of um, you know storylines around them but yeah they both can go and, and ricochet he's one of the best aerialists in wrestling in any promotion like the gravity means nothing to that guy like the amount of rotations and flips you can get into anything just astounds me
0: yeah I'm gonna have to Google up some videos and stuff like that and yeah pay attention.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's worth looking at, and he's a he's a good dude too. Like you sort of see him outside of that and stuff on socials and that. He's he's a pretty well grounded individual and you know, nice and humble. Oh god, he can move. Oh yeah. Mm. So outside of WWE SuperCard, I uh, dove into another game on the mobile platform this week called Critter Clash, and uh, it's it's made by Joyclap and and published by Loomi. So some Australian based uh, influence and representation there, which is great. Mm. And I guess the way to describe this game, it's sort of like PvP Angry Birds, okay. if that makes sense. So you've got two two teams sort of hanging from a branch with various sort of structure, like you know, ropes with a with a bit of wood, and then your animals are hanging under off it. So there's like, I got this I think ad it's five or s-
0: I got this ad, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You saw it pop up on your phone or yeah, something?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty certain it's an Instagram ad or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: so so you've got like six animals in in your in your stable, and they've got different abilities. You know, some can uh, freeze enemies, some can shoot fireballs, some throw razor blades, some sort of have um, um, projectiles that can split into three, so on and so forth. So you've got to build your team around those strengths to try and either you know eliminate those other enemies or just you know chop through those branches they're hanging off and knock them all out in one. So it's mm. it's pretty fun. Yeah, sort of like. Angry Birds meets worms meets. I don't know what other animal-based games would fit in, but yeah, Angry Birds meets worms is probably a good way to describe it. I uh, miss cute worms. little animations, good fun, good little bit of strategy, and it's a perfect hashtag snap game. So check it out; it's free to play. Um, obviously, they do have microtransactions baked in into the back to try and generate some revenue, and, and from what I see, just about every other couple of rounds that they'll give you an option to buy a character or some you know banana currency for. 70% off the usual price on their little store so yeah if you can check it out you could play for free but if you wanted to get a little bit more of it and throw some back you can throw them a few bucks as well and, and add to the experience so uh yeah Critter Clash, give it a look it's on Android it's on iOS it's good fun snap game snap check game. it
0: oh god I was just like thinking about it because I actually I still play an Australian um was it called Hipster Whale is the is the company Hipster Whale yeah yeah, yeah. and I still to this day play um Crossy Roads yeah and um, yeah I was actually really into it the other day actually speaking of being addicted to such simple games um, Tetris nine99 <laughs> <laughs> you got
1: them Ws you got any wins. No! yet <laughs>
0: I don't even have that as an excuse for why I keep playing. I, like, literally just wanted, like, I wanted to lay down, but I wasn't sleepy. I didn't know what to watch. And I'm like, oh, let's open up the Switch, you know, let's see what I've got, what I should have, like, what what have I bought and not played yet? But I saw Tetris. I'm like, you know what, that's good. I'll just play a few rounds and then I'll go to bed. That's easy, right? And
1: 4 a.m. rolls around. <laughs> Midnight rolls
0: around. <laughs> Midnight rolls around and I'm just like, Every match, I'm like, just one more because I think I just get royally screwed over at the end. Where I feel like everyone targets me. I don't know. I guess if you know,
1: sons of bitches. If
0: there's less targets, then maybe more targets come to me. But I've, I've even gone to the stage now where I'm actually considering like looking up like tips and tricks, like things that you should be doing to succeed because I'm clearly stuffing up. I'm just not mm. getting there. I'm I'm breaking like top 30, top 20 and then I hit 20 and I just get assaulted.
1: <laughs> That's bullshit. Uh, I I still have only sort of just dipped a toe in this game, but it, it's something I can understand exactly where you're coming from, where it's just, it's one of those, one more round, one more round. I'll get there. I'll crack this top 20, top 10, top five, whatever. And I think the simplicity of the game is probably its biggest appeal to. Maybe. It's, it's Tetris. You yeah. know, it's battle Tetris. It's its great.
0: And it loads into a game pretty quickly, right? Mm. But I don't rage as much, like with all these other battle royales that I've played, PUBG, uh, freaking Apex. I rage way more with this Tetris 99. I rage so badly with it. It's such a simple game and I just fucking... I, yeah, I just...
1: It's interesting because I don't, I don't think I can recall times when I've seen or heard you rage in game when we've been playing online. No, because I don't you really... You know, you're pretty pretty <laughs> passive and pretty chill. I am. And so I... Uh, Tetris gets you.
0: Yeah, well, I guess also poor people that actually ever play with me, I don't really take games too seriously anyway. So, you know, with PUBG and Apex and anyone that's on my team, I'd rather just, you know, have fun and, you know... Not worry about that W guys. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, with this one, everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. The real <laughs> rent winner is friendship. Um, <laughs> and the, all my friend requests are gone. Um, the other game that I've been playing still is the Division Two. Uh, I want to let everyone know that I finally, you know, broke uh, level thirty, and now you know, trying to build up my um, gear level. GG. Thank you. It is. Fucking difficult. Um, I'm constantly still getting low level gear. So I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to best and fastest way to obtain high level gear, because I am nowhere near the tier four requ- minimum requirement for the raid. Um, mm-hmm. They reckon that you should be actually tier five, which only I think got released recently. So people kind of grinding that out. Um, I got to pick my speciality, which was um, pretty much a grenade launcher kind of thing. And it is so much fun. Um, yeah. I don't know why anyone would choose a sniper or a crossbow. So um, it's actually very useful too, like especially against the new, what I refer to as mechanical dogs. So you yeah. got these mechanical yeah. dogs now prowling the streets and,
1: yeah, I've, I've seen that in in some things across the socials. They they look pretty nasty. They, they do
0: some good damage on you. Yeah, well, the, like especially if you find you know, the purple is not so bad, but yeah, if you find a yellow level, yeah, you can get absolutely screwed. Mm, old yellow. Old yellow. Ye- yellow taking him at the back and uh, and um the other thing is is that when you go past level thirty, um pretty much all the like all the city that you've like kind of you know, like set free from all the rampaging, you know, outcasts and sons of whatever, they all come back. So you kind of have to reclaim your territory again. And They um, are
1: persistent bastards.
0: They are persistent bastards. But I actually enjoy this because I walk a corner and I'm already getting like hit up and uh, there's a hostage situation or there's like a takeover or there's someone like transporting stuff. I'm enjoying it way more now because... Okay like i felt like you would run for a while and then you would go run into something and something would happening so i feel like after 30 then it real the game really opens up so mm. for anyone that's still grinding it out and maybe feeling a bit bored keep going because it it gets way better it gets way difficult so
1: i i am in that first boat you talked of like i'm haven't touched in a while but yeah the grind is still very real for me and i did get a bit bored but i'm looking for something to get back into so maybe i'll i'll try and push my way to 30 it's it's funny though that like the game you get to 30 and you've sort of i guess almost cleaned up washington but it goes the other way and then it's just even more of a mess now with more drama yeah even you've done all this stuff
0: yeah and but like yeah uh, it's interesting to see exactly like kind of mention like what i mentioned last week seeing how they're going to like progress and you know create more content to you know extend the gameplay of um division two so yeah still enjoying it recommend everyone else um good luck with that grind anyone knows the easiest way to <laughs> level up getting a higher gear let me know except for the cheats way which is rolling with some friends that are always already high tier and then just giving you the gear um if there's another way of doing well, that it, works. let me know it works i mean <laughs> it's dirty but it works <laughs> yeah pretty much so anyone mm. out there playing let me know oh
1: yeah oh yeah so uh i guess a quick bit of housekeeping Uh, First and foremost, have you checked out our Tasty New merch store? If you haven't, then stop what you're doing and head on over to weare8bit.storeenvy.com and that's S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y.com to snag yourself some of the best gaming-related swag in the industry. We have evolved well beyond t-shirts and hoodies and uh, singlets, my friends. We have got caps, we've got beanies, we've got beach towels, We've got tote bags, we've got bloody pillowcases, we've got socks. swimming cozies, we've got
0: fucking socks, we've socks. got it all. <laughs> that was the yeah. thing that sent me through the loop. It's like, fuck yeah, we made it. We're on socks. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, so yeah, that is we are eight bit dot dot com for all the latest and greatest in 8-bit related merch. There will be new designs and new styles of said designs uh, popping up every other day. So, uh, you know, bookmark that uh, that URL there and keep on heading back. Get yourself some tasty merch from the 8-bit store. And Miss Hart, mm. I figure we will uh, revisit last week's uh, video game debate.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: The 8-bit nation have spoken and uh, it was a pretty close, uh, close race. Two horse race by the end of it. Sleem the Dreams team, fell way behind with 15% of the vote. Team number two came in with 41% of the vote. And team number one with 44% of the vote, Miss Allie's team, congratulations Yay! for winning the debut video game draft from the 8-Bit Collective.
0: I can't believe I actually won, to be honest. <laughs> with you i as many people that interacted with us and kind of put in their input in regards to our respective drafts a lot of people kind of you know were very very keen on yours brendan which is fair. Mm. i still... it, it was
1: it was the draft of the people oh. um, i went with the people's draft
0: i went with my heart
1: and, and it's funny like that one title almost um you know turned the tables <laughs> for certain rosters like yeah. Your one that swayed for you predominantly was The Last of Us, yeah. a game that you know, you're know you not very positive towards, but people locked onto that title and went, even if you do have Tekken and Mortal Kombat on your list, <laughs> we're still voting for you because you've got The Last of Us.
0: And I appreciate every single person that uh, gave me a vote because I honestly thought I was going to be the sinking ship of that, uh, that voting system. So everyone mm. that supported me, thanks, guys. Maybe it's just a secret... Um, Secret society of uh, StarCraft lovers.
1: Yes, yes, and maybe I lost some votes because I spelt StarCraft incorrectly um, <laughs> on that doc and then didn't amend it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but we'll revisit this uh, draft structure. Uh, we've got a few other ideas that we'll bring to the table in the coming months. So we'll we'll make this a, not a you know a regular thing, but maybe once every few months, we'll we'll dust off the draft book and uh, see what we can make happen. So uh, thanks for everyone that did. Uh, Chuck some feedback in, chuck a vote in, uh, you know, praise our teams, diss our teams. Uh, it was all appreciated. It was good fun. It was real good fun.
0: Yeah, coming to see what uh, other drafts that we can do in the future.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do a draft on best draft beers. Oh, shit. Mm, <laughs> draftception. Anyway, let's get in some news, eh?
0: This week's news headlines.
1: All right. So the quick hits what we're bringing to the table today Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey are getting Nintendo Labo VR support for both variations of the game, which will be available to play from April 26th. So oh. I'm, I'm a Labo user. I don't know if I'm going to buy the, the Labo VR, which comes out, I think, this coming week, if I remember correctly. Oh. Uh, I, I can see the hype and the, the appeal. Uh, so this has been able to play the full release of Breath of the Wild in, in VR, <laughs> The Mario Odyssey is sort of just watered down um, options within the game. You can't play the full Mario experience through Mario Mario's eyes, but it's cool to see Nintendo branching out into these other other unique areas of, of video game space, like with the virtual reality. Uh, April twenty sixth, it's available from these two titles. I don't care. You know, <laughs> anyone that's listened to this podcast a few times knows that Breath of the Wild isn't a world beater for me, but Zelda in general for me just, I don't know, it just doesn't resonate. So yeah, I'm not going to go back and play either of these in VR, but I like what Nintendo are trying to do here.
0: Yeah. As interesting titles, Zelda Breath of the Wild and VR, like it sounds, cause like the, no kidding, like Breath of the Wild, the scenery in the world is absolutely stunning. Mm. But with the VR, I just, I guess with any VR, I just keep on thinking people are going to get sick.
1: Imagine doing the like the, the little uh, link rolls like the, <laughs> and you're rolling around and, and you're sort of getting <laughs> spun around. Yeah, like that might create a serious amount of nausea. So, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see, but um yeah, who who doesn't want a cardboard set of uh, virtual reality goggles? So, uh, yeah, check it out. There's there's some there's some genuine interest out there, but is what it is. It is. Mm, so the quick bit of news, uh, collector and Cetrion, both announced as new members of the Mortal Kombat 11 roster, which now stands, as of today, uh, 7th of April, 2019, at 23 confirmed combatants. Did you check the um, the debut trailers or the little sizzle reels for these two characters that got dropped over the last couple of days?
0: I did not. And I've got to be honest with you, um, like I previously said, I'm really stuck with the central like OG characters of Mortal Kombat. So all mm. these new ones kind of like, so are these like previous or these Brand spankers. Both brand, brand new characters. Me.
1: Collector is like this six six armed He's not really he's sort of humanoid, but sort of a bit obviously demony esque as well. But yeah. he's he's got sort of six arms, so he's really quick, like really sort of rapid strike his arms sort of pop out and he's got like little shivs and he's jabbing people everywhere. And, and, and he was really agile. Like he's very, like he's a fast moving character, chaining combos together. Like there's no one's business. And then Cetrion is this sort of elemental. I don't know if she's like some form of God, but maybe I guess it makes sense because she's sort of an elemental goddess uh, that's sort of been able to summon things out of the ground. Anyone that's played like Poison Ivy in um, DC um injustice
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so anyone that's played poison ivy in injustice she plays and even looks and moves almost identical oh. to this cetrion so i don't know if they used <laughs> that her. previous yeah they reskinned her and used that model <laughs> and, and that sort of um you know character design into mk11 then just obviously added some more gore and viscera yeah. uh, but her her fatality uh it's almost like she summons this big three-clawed Freddy Krueger thing out of the ground and slices this person um, from, you know, toe to head into pieces. It's oh, yeah. um, it's awesome. Cool. You know, the, the gore in, in MK11 is, is bananas and this game comes out in like a week as well. So uh, we'll be able to try these characters plus many more that are unannounced uh, imminently. So uh, yeah, get hyped.
0: So Collector has got six arms.
1: Yes. So yeah. is
0: Goro not, no longer a thing? Is he old news? I haven't seen he's... him in here. Hmm.
1: I haven't a, seen him in here.
0: He's forearms, isn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. He's still recovering from that uh, nut punch that Johnny Cage gave him in the uh, the first live action film. Oh,
0: I love that scene so much.
1: Yeah, I, I love how bad that. Um, you know obviously they're practical effects with goro in that but i love how bad he looks like he's got this little pin head and his torso is just made so long to fit these other set of arms in but then they're sort of spindly arms anyway but
0: they got the like the, yeah. the connecting wire so when the yeah, first yeah. arms move they move together yeah i yeah. Oh, love it oh
1: good times i've got to good watch times. that movie again oh yeah and the uh the last quick hit for this episode elder scrolls blades the early access is now open to all on iOS and Android for anyone who signs up for a Bethesda.net account. So head on over to Bethesda.net, uh, sign up on there, and then you'll be able to download Elder Scrolls Blades on the uh, mobile platform. So it's been getting some pretty positive press. I still have not downloaded and or played it yet, but uh, I intend to give it a look. But uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But anyone that needs more Elder Scrolls in their lives, chuck it on the mobile and uh, take it with you anywhere. Elder Scrolls Blades, do it. all right deeper dive Uh, the topic on everyone's lips I guess over the last week Borderlands 3 we've got some more updates coming your way and the first uh, official article Borderlands 3 supports cross-platform co-op according to Microsoft Store Mm -hmm. this comes via way of Matt Perslow at IGN and the article reads the listing for Borderlands 3 on Microsoft Store page claims that the game will support cross-platform co-op So far in the game's short but loud marketing campaign, developer Gearbox has yet to say anything about cross-platform play. And yet here it is, in black and white, under the, in quotes, capabilities section of the Microsoft Store listing. We reached out to publisher 2K for comment, who said, cross-play is something we're looking at closely, but don't have anything to confirm or announce at this time, end quote. On a related note, the loot system is also getting an overhaul in Borderlands 3, where each hunter will receive specific... Uh, player specific loot drops that the rest of their party cannot see and or take and lastly Borderlands 3 release date has been set for September 13th with four different versions available including a $350 diamond loot chest collectors edition which via EB Games here in Australia has already sold out (laughs) so uh, the Borderlands 3 hype is running wild
0: it's gone bonkers cross
1: platform play PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Unite, huh?
0: yeah hopefully hopefully um hopefully that's what it means like they're not just saying like oh someone on xbox could play with microsoft um sorry on pc Um, i think
1: that's probably where it's going
0: yeah because the fact that they're not announcing it or they're not hyping it up i reckon means that they're not being completely full-on honest with it Mm.
1: um
0: the loot drops uh play specific loot drops that does change the game it does
1: yeah because i remember playing like one and two with with friends and yeah the, the loot would drop or and whatever else and they'd just run in and, and see the the new shiny hotness and they'd grab it and you're like i did all the work here and i i have a shit of quality gun like a shit of quality base gun right now i need this but they're like fuck you mate that's mine now so i like that they've taken that out of it and you, you'll hopefully eliminate all that pettiness and, and you know item sniping that happened
0: yeah i guess so um I don't know, like, that says specific loot drops, so I'm wondering if it's still, like, you know how when you used to find those specific loot chests, and then you would open it up and it would have two high-power guns, so you and your, if you were doing just co-op, like, two-player co-op, you would have to, like, kind of say, like, okay, did you want that one? Which one would you prefer? Mm -hmm. Or maybe with your friends, they'd grab the one that they wanted without even asking, so...
1: Oh, yeah, they're bastards.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah, so, I'm a bit iffy to see how that would change because that would be very much like how Division is. Like any loot that drops, it's, you know, as per player, it's not open to, you know, yeah. whoever you're playing to. So,
1: and I, I like that just in like shared world games as, as, as general. I think that's the perfect way to do it as far as loot distribution goes because it cuts out all the crap.
0: I guess it does. That yeah. way you
1: don't have to sit there and look at it and do the pros and cons of to get that gear. You can grab it all and then, you know, filter it out later. Or you can just grab what you need and leave as opposed to waiting for your other three compatriots to go, oh, yep, I need that SMG. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Oh, and then you sit there to and froing and scissors, paper rocking for a while to see who gets what. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, if it's going to speed up the process and, and make that uh, looting aspect, you know, even more polished, then, you know, kudos to you, Gearbox, for uh, making it so.
0: Mm-hmm. And that mm. uh, release date, I kind of wish we took our bet now. Uh, but I'll Yeah, I...
1: I was hoping you weren't going to remember that. But yeah, I said somewhere between the 20th and the 30th of October. So mm. I've uh, overshot by about six weeks. Yeah. Uh, but September 13th, you know, it's it's a good time. Uh, there's not a huge amount of massive AAAs at this stage announced around that area to, to potentially take away from uh, these Borderlands 3 sales. And uh, as you can see by that Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition selling out I think it was within 15 minutes or something on EB Games. So yep. it was bonkers how thirsty people are for this. Um but had a lot of swag in it but 350 bucks. Like I can't talk cuz I paid 300 bucks for that fucking Fallout 76 helmet, but uh
0: How's that how's that bag yeah. coming along?
1: Yeah, still not here. It's uh still not here. Yeah. But uh yeah, thanks Bethesda. Hmm.
0: I, look, three hundred and fifty. If the quality is good, then go for it. If you're getting cool, like and collectibles, and it's something that may, like you know means something to you, then eh, why not? You know, you're getting exclusive loot.
1: But yeah.
0: It, you know, it's not for everyone. Then you don't. A bit buy of
1: prestige it. on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, and who does? Who doesn't like to have sort of those status items? You know, a little bit of brag on the wall.
0: I still have my um, Far Cry friggin' bobblehead Hawaiian bobblehead thing I only found that the other day going through my toys so nice yeah to each their own
1: yes something that is not so nice the epic boss debunks spyware and ten cent conspiracy theories this comes via way of Fraser Brown at PC Gamer and the article reads among the many criticisms leveled against the epic game store perhaps the most bizarre is accusation that it is in fact spyware not any old spyware either Chinese spyware, exclamation point. According to the conspiracy theorists, the Communist Party of China has access through Tencent, which owns 40% of Epic. Today, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney tackled the claims. And his quote goes, I support everyone's right to complain about tech industry stuff. Epic Store, with exclusive games and a Spartan feature set, is a fine target for ire. but please help separate facts and opinions from the lies about spyware and foreign control. End quote. Mm. So those evil Chinese communists are coming for our data via way of Epic Game Store. <laughs> How do you feel?
0: I, I like that he actually finally came out and said something only because ever since I feel like, you know, we'd been dabbling in it with each new game that kind of made themselves, you know, Epic Game Store release exclusive. But I'm really seeing it now with Borderlands. I feel like a lot of people are just pissed they're really bothered i saw an, a post from the borderlands twitter where they were talking about the art or what you know how people felt with the launch and like 90 of the comments was everyone having a dig at them saying like it would be better if it wasn't you know epic game store you know yeah and so this is really really bothering people but then what comes with that is everyone you know tries to find the negatives and then the this is the main one that I've been seeing, where everyone's saying, "Yeah, well, Epic, Sto-, you know, Epic Store is spyware." So mm. the fact that this is an Epic CEO actually came out and started saying stuff about it, like that, really goes to show, you know.
1: Yeah, like it is very much media beat up and and sort of propaganda and things like that. Like you see this type of thing in a lot of industries, and and maybe there is a, a slight slither of truth to it, but I think obviously steam valve being proud american companies and seeing their market share taken away by the evil chinese <laughs> there is probably a little bit of you know beat up through the media about do the communist party of china having access via tencent to all this user data and everything else so you know they're gonna you know start doing all kinds of evil evil acts in the background due to people buying via the epic store mm. um it's it's a interesting situation to to monitor on and as you said like hysteria attached around borderlands 3 like we didn't sort of mention it before but it's it's a timed exclusive on the epic game store i think it's six months exclusive access and yeah just just the outcry on on twitter alone that i saw like even our boy benny he was like well fuck looks like i'm waiting six months to play borderlands 3 um like he he planted that flag immediately he ain't uh here endorsing the the Communist Party of China and Epic Game Store—that's for sure. So uh, yeah, it's 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 hard. It's a hard place to be.
0: It really is, and i even I'm finding myself like kind of stuck in between two places. To be honest, like I really hate dealing with multiple launches. It's it, it's bothersome. It's painful. Um, I am. Going through Epic Store, I'm not, you know, privy to any kind of discount. I had to pay full price for, because I think I bought the Division on Epic Store, there. yeah, and that was that was a nasty price point to be honest with you. Mm. Um, so I am hesitant to w- buying Borderlands through Epic Store again to only be hit with a nasty price point. Um, yeah, like I. <sighs> And it's also the thought process where it's like Epic Store are doing this to support the devs, to support Mm -hmm. the games, you know, the people that make the games, blah, blah, blah. Um, So then it's that kind of like, well, we report stories all the time saying like, you know, these companies, they're losing money, they're firing people, you know, like they should. And then so, but then you can't sit on the other side of the line and go, well, I don't want to support that, you know that channel because i don't want to spend a lot of money or i don't want to do this but then you can't complain and say well why don't they support their devs you know so yeah
1: it's, it's a catch-22 isn't it, it, it
0: really is it really really is but
1: yeah I, like what i think if if they can come out and confirm that cross-platform will be a thing where i can jump on my xbox and play with pc players from the epic game store um i'll just buy it on xbox and play it on console because um, mm. that's where I grew up playing Borderlands was on the Xbox so it feels right to me playing on, on controller and um, then I can avoid having to deal with all this uh, Epic Games Store Communist Party of China hullabaloo as well so that's probably where I will uh, you know plant my flag
0: I was thinking maybe I could just like skip the whole thing and just buy it on console mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because it'll, it'll, it'll look great it'll still run fantastic mm. um, yeah but this is definitely not going to be the last thing we hear. Like it oh, seems every no. week, some new bugbear is is uncovered regarding the Epic Game Store or ownership or timed exclusivities and things like that. It's 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 the main water cooler topic I find in in the industry. That's the consistent. It used to be microtransactions, and now it's the Epic Game Store.
0: <laughs> yeah, centralized. Mm -hmm. yeah no you're right it's definitely going to keep on you know keep on coming out we're going to keep on seeing developments in saying that though like this whole epic store avenue of them taking on new games on release like hopefully this is just training wheels and slowly but surely they'll start like maybe seeing what people don't like about it and fixing it maybe we'll have to yeah
1: yeah it's 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 going to be an evolving process but I guess now that this whole um, 10 cent focal point has become one of the sticking points, I think mm. it will be that'll be the consistent. Even if they do fix the front end of the store and, and bring in more product and, and make it maybe at a more competitive price as well, uh, they'll still turn around and be like, you know what? 40% of these profits are going to those evil Chinese communist bastards at 10 cent. So there'll be always <laughs> something to, to to hold on to and go, you know what? We're. we're you know we're sticking with Valve and Steam because it's a proud American. You know we can trust the Americans. <laughs> All that kind of bloody melodrama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, we'll see what happens next week. What's uh, Epic Game Store going to surprise us with between now and uh, Episode One Forty Seven?
0: The Last of Us. Epic Store exclusive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the uh, the next news headline. Newly discovered, the Division 2 easter egg points to Viking-themed Next Assassin's Creed. And this comes via way of Matt Wales at Eurogamer. And the article reads, An easter egg recently uncovered in Ubisoft's latest online shooter, The Division 2, has ignited speculation that the next Assassin's Creed game may very well have a Viking theme. The easter egg in question can be found in the Division 2's Potomac Event Center, and keen-eyed visitors might notice a number of posters strewn around the walls, all sporting the title Valhalla, in quotes, from North mythology. That in itself isn't particularly unusual, but things get a little fishier when you take a closer look at the posters in question. The image displays a Norse-like figure standing in profile with a mysterious round object clutched tightly in their hand. After a spot of the old Enhance, as they say in the industry, it transpires (laughs) that the object looks awfully similar to one of the powerful Apple of Eden artifacts at the center of Assassin's Creed's history-spanning storyline. Now, I... You know, if this is any skerrick of truth, I am so in for this shit, it's not funny.
0: I as soon as they like start speculating this stuff, I'm like, well, Brennan's gonna be happy. He, oh yeah, you loved the Last Assassin's Creed that you played, and bloody Norse mythology. You're just like, <laughs> that's like just two like you know oh, things yeah. come together.
1: Yeah, it is. It is like a um, you know, some might say a wet dream for some out there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm keen. If if I can play like a Lagather-esque female Viking assassin in that sort of, you know, Norse world, then mm-hmm. sign me the hell up. Um, the last two period pieces with, uh, you know, Egypt and, and then sort of uh, Greece as well, they were fucking phenomenal. Like Ubisoft are hitting the high notes with Assassin's Creed for these last few entries. And I think it'll continue uh, if they keep that same, you know, back end dev team in, in house and keep them focused. And if it's Viking, then I don't know how you weave it in there, but you know they managed to do it with with Greece and Sparta and everything like that, and now with and obviously with Egypt. So, yeah, history knows no limits for the Assassin's Creed franchise. So, heck, yes, I want this.
0: Environmentally wise, that would be stunning. Like, mm-hmm. I w- I would hope that it would be set in like you know, oh, I wonder how much boating would be involved. Which isn't bad. Like
1: that that's becoming something that they're leaning on more and more. Hmm. Um, and they could use the mechanics from uh, Odyssey with that, where instead of it being a, a Greek or a Spartan sort of warship, it becomes like a a Viking longship and things like that. So it's it's an easy easy sort of thing to take those existing assets and remodel them to to suit that that universe. But hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head there with the the environments. Like it'll be a bit of a step away because Greece and Sparta and and sort of you know all up and around there, and then Egypt. It's all been very bright and sandy and, and shiny where you know Sun-cased. you go into these other areas yeah it'll be more rainy and darker and you know be lush and green and everything but the the climate will change completely so that's yeah. that'll be a cool aspect
0: a lot of darkness and fog sign me up i mm. speaking about like obviously i don't think it, this has been confirmed yet i don't think anyone's Not really yet, come out no. and confirmed so obviously, you know, people are just making speculation. But to say if this is true, if this was the nice little way that they kind of threw something in there, like, I, I love this. Like, I love these kind of, like, little hidden Easter eggs where someone actually went out of their way, paid attention to things, their environments around them, and then just found this and just went, well, hang on a second. Like, so I, I love this sort of stuff. I wish game developers did it more. I love Easter eggs, so.
1: Yeah, it's so meta um and it's so self-aware mm-hmm. which i love when when these these developers do as you said like take the time to put these little snippets in their games as maybe a nod to something that they like or a nod to the future of what they're going to do with another franchise under their stable like it's it's so great and it is you know it's it's fan service to a degree but it's awesome you know and it, and it generates that immediate excitement as evidenced by uh, you know articles like this so yeah that we'll fanservice. see we'll All see maybe uh e3 in in what two-ish months time we'll uh see the debut of uh assassin's creed Norse Lands or something i don't know <laughs> yeah clearly not the best title they could work Norse. with but it'll do for now when
0: it comes up it's like Norse Lands. it's like oh shit i'm like i called it
1: <laughs> <laughs> pay me pay me ubisoft give me that hush money okay so the last uh bit of news we're going to tackle today microsoft reportedly combining Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live subscriptions. This comes via way of John Ryan at IGN. Microsoft may be offering a unified package for Xbox users subscribing to both Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass. Initially unveiled by a Twitter user and known Xbox leaker, h0x0d or hoxod, I'm assuming is probably in uh, you know Twitter speak, and first reported by The Verge, the package is reported to cost. USD per month, and assumedly contains all the services including in both subscriptions, including access to online multiplayer, free and discounted monthly games, and access to Xbox exclusives and any other games included in the Game Pass catalog. Each service currently costs $9.99 USD per month on a month-to-month subscription, meaning that this new option would save players roughly $5 USD per month, though it is possible that, if confirmed, the service may feature lower rates for annual or semi-annual subscriptions. Hmm. It makes sense.
0: I guess it does, yeah. Like, it, on, on paper, it really does make sense. Um, Actually, yeah, because then if you've already signed up for one, why wouldn't you sign up for the other? And then the fact that they've made it inclusive is just like, well... And $5 a month saving. Yeah. If, if you were already originally buying the two.
1: Yeah, I'm it's I'm cool. all for this. It makes sense. Like I've, I'm a subscriber to both these these services, so having one charge coming out per month, one thing to sign mm. into, all that you know, user user ease of access and and back-end admin for not only the player but no doubt for Xbox as well, where they can sort of just refine that as a singular revenue stream, as opposed to potentially having to juggle both, and also just sort of thinking out loud. This makes sense too if they, these rumored services going to Switch are in fact true, having that one singular SKU where you'll be able to play these games via the Switch um, by that singular login and having access to both Game Pass and Xbox Live subscriptions makes sense too.
0: Yeah, it really does actually. I completely forgot mm. about the whole transferring over the Switch thing. <laughs> I keep yeah. forgetting about that.
1: Oh, it's but- just... It's just another positive step for Microsoft. Like obviously they're they're losing this gen sales for as opposed to Sony by a large amount. But this is just definitely embedding them and, and trying to maintain that step ahead for next generation, I think, where they are preaching one ecosystem, play your games on whatever platform you want. We're just about the gamers. Like they're really doubling down on that and things like this and then shifting that into Nintendo and whatever else uh,
0: makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I've got to say, like, you actually pointed out a good point with the whole thing of having like two payments coming out. I have fallen victim to actually having the Xbox Game Pass. I didn't know I kept signing up. <laughs> I thought I did the trial <laughs> Just and then auto renew. Yeah, auto-renew. so it's actually been auto renewing uh, all this time, and I've I haven't used it. I it like I've got to be honest, I haven't used it. I don't use my Xbox and um i sold it so now i really don't use it but in regards to using it via my pc i still haven't worked my head around that on what you know i have access to and how to obtain it yeah. so I either need yeah. to cancel or i don't know yeah. get the xbox play anywhere
1: exclusives <laughs> you'll be able to play on your pc so you see your thieves your forza, uh, your state of decay your crackdown your gears when it comes out which is also on your uh video game draft list um so, yeah, games like that you'll be able to just instantly download on your PC at no cost via the Game Pass. So It
0: was bloody Sea of Thieves for a reason why I got bloody Xbox Game Pass.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a game I haven't played in, I don't know if six months is about right, but it feels about that amount of time.
0: It has to be a year for me. It has mm. to be. Yeah. but like it's, still, it's still
1: got legs and I still see a few people like XPaz, um he seems to be playing it pretty regular and I see him sort of streaming it and sharing things on Twitter and what have you. And, um, he's loving it still, but I don't know. It's just, I've just fallen off the boat.
0: That's well, ha. Um, like, but saying that like there's like the communities with those kind of games, right? So you see if they still have their communities. Like last week you, I think it was last week we were talking about dead by daylight. Mm -hmm. Um, And they released another new character recently too. Um, some like plague character. She like vomits on people. She looks like the Enchantress a little bit. Um and another community that's really taking off is um GTA online role playing. Like that is My goodness.
1: That has taken over not the world, but it is it is all most people are talking about. Like, um
0: It's crazy. And I like I want to look into it more because there must be world rules that you have to learn and like customise like, like, you know, skins and commands and objects yeah. and everything. Yeah, like
1: I um, I haven't dabbled in it, but I've watched like, Ray- Rach is playing it a bit and um, it is real life simulator in GTA is I guess the best way to describe it. Like you, you sign up to one of these servers. Uh, there is for us Australians, you know, local Australian based servers. So you're in there with Aussies, uh you have to yeah you create your character you name them um you can choose the look and then you've got a handful of professions to work to pick from so you actually have to go to work so you know (laughs) you do your nine to five you have to obey the traffic rules you have to like you get petrol in your car you have to get your driver's license all this type of stuff What? and so so rach works at the chicken shop um (laughs) you know as like a butcher in the chicken shop (laughs) And she's in there, she goes in and, and does her hour. Like, you know, obviously the, the in game time clock is sped up as opposed to real life. Mm-hmm. So she does her, you know, in quotes, eight hour shift, might take her an hour, um, earns her money, and, and you know, you can buy your cars, your, your clothing, everything else. But it's, yeah, it's this living, breathing ecosystem where she's in there talking to people and they've got other jobs. Um, you know going to people's houses hanging out communicating you can like you've got a mobile phone in the game so you can like call or text or tweet people and all this stuff and and the cool thing i don't know if it's all the servers but the one she's on this australian related one they've grabbed like the australian cars so you can drive commodores and fords Um, all these australianisms and things like that are all chucked in there Uh, but yeah it's it's home and away simulator is what it is to me and it's it's interesting like it it, i don't know i don't know if it's for me but it's interesting to hear about it
0: it's it it is and like the one that and i feel terrible because i did not take in the guy's name but he was front page on twitch and the reason why i caught my attention was because i i recognized that it was gta because i know what that looks like but he was wearing full-on Australian police gear. Mm. He had the police officer's outfit, but with the high-vis, like, vest on and the, you know, actual police cars, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, they've, they've skinned so many things from from Australian culture in there. And the fact that, yeah, you can be a butcher, a, a cop a retail assistant, all these things. And you go in and, and obviously you, you play out those characters. So yes. you you pull over people for speeding, give them RBTs, whatever it is. It's, That's what it's, he did. It's, he put someone
0: over and he had a license. He he was like using all the codes and commands. And I'm just like, this is like next level. I just thought people were jumping into GTA and just like, oh, I'm Jeff. Yeah, so know? did I.
1: I thought that. But then Ray showed me it's like not dedicated private servers. Where they can set these worlds and criteria and, and commands you have to follow, like it's it's bonkers, but it's blowing up.
0: Yeah, I've got to look into this more. This has me absolutely curious. Mm. Just check out other streamers as well. Australia wants to.
1: Yep. Yeah, but it's it's certainly something that's on the up and up. Uh, one thing I've noticed though is there's a lot of server issues, a lot of crashes, a lot um. of queue times and things like that. So anyone that is looking to dive into that GTA RP, bear in mind that you will potentially be dealing with some hostile servers where <laughs> you might get dropped a few times or you'll load out and have to load back in and then your car's disappeared or whatever it might be. Um, oh. But yeah, it's, it's cool. It's it's certainly interesting to hear of these stories where you know we'll be here at home and Rach's like all right just going to work for a bit and she'll disappear for an hour and come back and be like yeah just work at the chicken shop and did this and then went and (laughs) you know went to some street races and whatever else like it's it's this weird life in the life she's living and it's 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 bloody hilarious to hear about.
0: Uh, I need to yeah I'm gonna look into this way more. It just sounds great. Sounds fantastic.
1: Mm. It'd be cool to to full go full commit and like. Get your character and play a specific role, whether it be you know with a voice or whatever. But just be all in about it. You know, just lock in as that character and live and breathe as as that pers- that person and that server. So uh, yeah, maybe one day, but just yeah, not for me right now. I'm happy to just hear about it on the sidelines.
0: <laughs> do the do the real life working. And, yeah, 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 yeah in real room. life's hard enough.
1: You yeah, know, having two lives, my goodness.
0: Yeah.
1: No. Hmm. But anywho, that has been. Uh, episode 146 of the hungry gamers podcast is anything you wanted to say before we uh close up shop for another week
0: oh yeah i probably should just like put it out there that i might be a little bit mia lately i've got a few like life events going on at the moment so i'm kind of going to be here there everywhere but then also not around so if i'm missing um i mean you're more than welcome to call the cops um Mm, just not the
1: ones in GTA because they don't seem very helpful.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, my apologies if I am around and not around, but um, I'll keep everyone posted on the social medias as uh, life continues. But hopefully, it won't be out for too much.
1: That that's it. Like the next few months will be be pretty busy, but um, you know we'll try and ensure that there is an adequate level of sass, whether it be with <laughs> or without Miss Hard on episodes. So we'll uh, we'll keep the sass flowing. Um, but yeah, not. Next episode, uh, the one after episode 148, we are actually doing the AGPN crossover with the House of Mario boys. So Drew and Bryce are going to take over the Hungry Gamers in two episodes time and we are going to be taking over the House of Mario. So it's going to be maybe... You know, the best episode in Hungry Gamers history, or the worst, who knows? Uh, they are fantastic podcasters in their own right, but they're going to bring their own uh, personality and Nintendo-based flavor to episode 148, so get excited for that. and uh, We'll be accompanying them, um, releasing in that same week on The House of Mario. It'll be about episode 93, I think, if Ooh. my maths are right, but it'll be around there. So uh, pretty excited to uh, take the reins of the Nintendo-centric uh, podcast from the hashtag 8-bit collective so uh yeah get hyped listeners outside of that patreon.com forward slash we 8-bit head on over there throw us some change you know starting from as little as a dollar you'll get early access to the 8-bit cast our bi-monthly conversational podcast uh, with various members of the hashtag 8-bit collective and soon to be members from outside of that collective so uh got a few really good episodes in the can Ready to release throughout April, and then uh, moving into May, we're going to be shuffling the deck again with some new hosts and members. So that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, also, access to exclusive merch, and uh, you know, opportunities you cannot find anywhere else in regards to eight bit uh, for the ten dollar a month tier. If you subscribe for three t- uh, three months in a row you'll be immortalized with your own avatar and uh, embedded into the 8-bit family portrait. Uh, initial mock-ups of that has started as of yesterday uh, <laughs> by our, our boy, Matty Dyroll, who can be found on the Instagrams. Uh, very talented artist and uh, excited to start sharing some of these mock-ups as it evolves over the coming weeks. Uh, and then we'll be chucking in those uh, yeah, 8-bit patrons on there, which is very exciting. And uh, some exclusive merch from the $20 and above tier. Uh, things you can't even buy at are 8 bitstoryenvycom uh, So get excited for that too. But uh, yeah, that's been episode 146 of the Hunger Games podcast. Any last words, Miss Hart?
0: Yeah, I also want to shout out all the people that let us know that they got their Patreon buttons and stickers. Even mm-hmm. some of our international people got theirs. So it's been great seeing everyone put them to use.
1: Heck yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised for the inter- international uh, patrons how quickly they arrived. So uh, that's good to know that the Australian Postal Service is still giving a shit. So shout out to you guys. <laughs> they're slack. We know they're lazy these days. They can't we even know. guarantee like overnight delivery on a on a letter domestically anymore. It's it's load of crap. Oh,
0: that's true. Yeah. Don't get me started. Yeah.
1: <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble.
0: Yeah, grumpy old people.
1: All right. So while you're checking out weare 8 envy.com also check out audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, turntables, and everything else in between. But until next week, where we're going to be returning for the world first episode 147 of the Hungry Gamers podcast, 8-Bit Nation, much love.
0: And stay hungry.